Welcome to another installment of Packy Chat. I think this week's going to be a good one. Pretty informal, no real question and answer. Just five good friends, uh, been in the business a long time, each of us, sitting around the table after a workshop and just kind of shooting it up about elephants, uh, elephant training, uh, some things about where we've had success and some beliefs we have. And so I hope, hope you guys enjoy it. It's pretty casual, pretty informal. Hope you enjoy listening this week. Calm, relaxed, positive. Well, you call it whatever training term you want, but calm, positive interactions. And to relieve that pressure, of, it's not a I'm not coming in here to have a conference confrontation with you I'm, I'm here to work with you and, and teach you something right it's a learning experience well the thing is not, not a fight but the other thing know? is i think all they've, they've learned is that all of their interactions are that so they right. don't have any right. time right. to just be right. no so yeah so they've learned that when i interact i interact in a confrontational manner in a poor air right. quotes manner but the other thing is that because that's all they have right you know i say it about people who work at the zoo who have empty lives outside the zoo. I think you have to, your full expression of human repertoire behavior has to happen in 40 hours a week because when you go home it doesn't happen. Right. You know, me, I go home, can yell at my kids, go clean your room, do whatever. It's the same thing, but they've learned confrontation. Everything I do is, I'm either by myself right. or I'm getting annoyed with somebody or back and forth. 100%. And so you, my biggest thing has been to teach them how to learn and teach them that game, right? So we go from every day is a fight to Every third day is a fight, you know, second day is a fight. Um, and just, yeah, you have to almost go the opposite way and go like so positive that it's, you know, we've had good results, honestly. But, um, but yeah, every day, is, every day is a confrontation. And that's their go-to. Their go-to isn't, so I, I say this to those guys a lot, like, we need to teach these elephants how to be problem solvers. That's what we try to do with our staff. Right, is try to teach them how to be problem solvers. So that's what we're going to try to do with the elephants. Is so for them again, going from the confrontation thing, they don't know how to solve any problems. So like, take they have a, to learn how to learn. Yeah, and so take a lineup for instance. Like you ask them to line up, and you know I want to ask one time, and you come into the lineup or whatever, and they'll get like a step away, and I'll just stand there and be like, no, oh, you got like figure it out, dude. And when you get it, then here comes the the treat right but instead of that they'll get to that one spot and be like okay like i'm not getting it i'm not getting it. i don't understand Bam! <laughs> it's like no you got to learn how to solve the problem i'm not i'm not i'm not your dad you know i you know i'm not, not your dad, dad going to come and fix your problem for you you got to figure and i think that's the key with, with all of those elephants the males and the females is once they learn how to solve the problems will be gold but it's getting them like you said to learn how to learn yeah and I, and, I, and I think the 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 same problem is you know half the people don't need to learn how to teach right so that the animals can learn how to learn yes yes and that obviously a hiring strategy for me is bringing people in that already know that you know because it you know doing what we're doing as far as transitioning them and then I have to transition the staff to oh that's a whole nother layer <laughs> well, that onion's so thick. It's but pathetic. sometimes the expectations are really low on on the animals. Like I've had, I've had even recently, uh, we've had scenarios where I'm trying to do something with an animal, and they say, "Well, I don't think they can do that." No, I know they can do that. Right. Give them the chance right. to do it. Let them, let them get to that point. But you can't, you don't breadcrumb them through the whole thing. You breadcrumb them when it's when it's appropriate. But they have to make some effort and then you reinforce the effort right. because otherwise if you keep trying to pull the effort out that's where you that's where you lose it but the expectations are too low right and, and back to what back to what you were saying is 
you know, when, when you talk about them lashing out and coming out at you, you know, the, the like I've seen elephants like ours, you know, they want to rise out of you. They want the confrontation. Right. They want right. some feedback from you to, to feed into it. And when you don't get it, sometimes they're confused, like, whoa. It takes a, it takes a while to learn. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, crazy. It's, but the easiest thing to do is I think the easiest thing to do is to teach them to anticipate and learn how to understand the next step by what you said earlier was I don't do anything. Right. Let them figure out what's the next thing to do instead of always trying to be on top of them, on top of them, right. on top of them. Do right. this, do this, do this. No, don't do anything, and then let them figure it out. As soon as they figure it out, then you're fostering the oh, I need to figure this out. I never had to do this before. I was always led by the nose or by the ear or all of these things. Right, and I agree with that completely, but, but the thing is, is is sometimes you know, frustration brings out the aggression because we're not communicated enough. So we need, to find, we need to find small enough things to reinforce to move towards that goal or else they get bored and then they start lashing out because our communication's poor and, it, and, and then they lash out that way. Yep, but for, some, but for some animals, certainly in this context, there's a transition period where you're gonna get oh. Oh, but, but that's all they've known, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. If you right, and then the key is to let them know it doesn't buy me anything. But then also let them know when they've done the right thing. There's a there's a it's a there's a fine line to walk between getting that and then also letting them know what they are right. supposed to be doing. Or and not even what they're supposed to be doing is that what they're they're supposed to be thinking and and figuring it out. And yeah, yeah, like you said, there's a fine line between it, especially in the beginning. I'm reinforcing baby steps. Yep. Every little thing that you're doing that's even remotely close to what I want, you're getting reinforced, right? Um, but then there gets to the point where like, yeah, you're, you graduated, you need to go to college. And so you need to start thinking on your own and, and problem solving on your own. And so that's where that comes in. But like you said, they immediately want to go to the other. But you see it, it's, it's decreased tremendously because yeah now they start thinking oh he's not going to help me out i what what can, you know i need to i want to hear that click where is that click coming because because we'll have you you ask them to line up or whatever and they won't hear the click because they're like a step away and then they'll put their foot up oh, yeah. so it's really cool to see them like our biggest problem right now honestly with those bulls is over they, they're they overwork. <laughs> like oh you want the foot oh no you well, don't want the foot well, i'll stretch yeah and well they're stretching some of these animals are like, oh, you'll never get them to stretch. They, they stretch without us even asking. We walk in the barn and they stretch. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, okay, you know, we got these guys. But, you know. Uh, they're offering shit just trying to get you to pay. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they're still learning the rules and trying right. to figure out where that, you know, what, what pays and what doesn't pay. Right. right. And, it, right. and also, though, but I'll but take. But it's lovely. By the oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is I'll take that any day. Oh, and that's the thing is yeah. and I'll say sometimes, to, you know, and I, again, this literally happened last week where I, I said, just take it. I, well, I want them to do it with this foot. Well, they offered the other one. Just take it. Oh, yeah. Just take oh, yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just they, you're not necessarily reinforcing what they're doing. At some point in the time, you're reinforcing things that they're not doing. Right. And they can, they'll figure that out right. eventually. But as they go through this transition of just stand there and let them, let, letting them dictate the cadence and the pace and right. some of these things is also going to help keep that going. And also that's reinforcing. Well, like, but I think that's a problem with our industry is that, is that everything has to be black and white. So what you just said, someone is going to take that back to their program. And next thing you know, the elephants are going to be training them because they're going to do something, they're going to pay them, and that's it. And, and not enough people in the, in the business are good enough trainers or have good enough intuition so that they can read the animal and, and communicate to it. Why do we get called to go places? Because they can't train as it is, you know? And it's because of that. I, I, what you said, I agree with you 100%. 
but that is also the same problem we get into is because people just can pay everything and and they don't want to they don't want to tell them they don't want to not reinforce them yep so that they think so that they take the next yep. step it's too easy it's too reinforcing to us to just say oh they got this i'm going to pay them well and i and i also say that in this particular instance that i'm talking about was with one of the most competent trainers on my team right so sometimes it's not that they have no clue it's that you're just tweaking it a little bit yes and, con- and you know you're capitalizing on the skills they already know but you're you're sort of changing the the, the process a little bit for the animal and you got to give them a chance to right. figure it out but I, I think the big for me the biggest thing on that is the attitude thing you know we talk about that a lot reinforcing attitude so like if you if if i come into the barn and you're offering the wrong foot but the attitude is great like you're doing it like hey i'm here i want to work with you this is a great environment I'll reinforce that, especially in the beginning, you know, but, you know, two months down the road, you're, you're off on the wrong foot. No, that's not cool. That's not the rules of the game. But in the beginning, if they're absolutely they have, have a great attitude, you got to reinforce I mean, it. for an animal who's, who's relearning <clears throat> the process of training and learning potentially a new behavior. They're learning a different language. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the classic relaxing criteria. Right. You know what I mean? So you can get what you want right. out of it. And, you know, the, it's, it's the long game versus the short game. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with an animal dictating the cadence of a training session or what we want yep. as long as they're doing the right thing. And right. some people are just like, no, 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 absolutely. Let them, if they need to, if they got to take it over for the next eight seconds, right. that's fine. Right. And then, you know, again, you know, we talk a lot about empowering the animals, right? So like it, it, the stretch example is a good one. So I'm doing a bath and the animal just stretches because it wants to. One, if you want to stretch, more power to you. That's, if that's what makes you feel good, reinforce it you know again you know six months from now I'm not doing that right you know, you're gonna have to do it when it's asked right but um, in the beginning to in order to let them be empowered and learn the game and, and and all of that you stretch in the middle of a bath when I'm not expecting it you're you know and you're just trying to offer me behaviors oh boy oh boy you know we give a grain right then bam done in the session Dude, the, the hard the hard part though is so you're saying in six months you're not going to accept that, right? It's not going to be six months. It's going to be whatever. Six a week months, or six two. days, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, six minutes sometimes, yeah. right? So the hard part that I always run into is staff. Because I'll go into a session. I know every one of you guys will do this too. And so let's say the animal's been stretching great for six months. It's on cue. We're doing fine, right? But I know the recent trainer history has been crap. And the animal's been nervous because of construction. Or something's changed dramatically that's created anxiety in that animal. Behavior's regressed. Mm-hmm. I'll back up. And take just about anything for attitude, you know, anything that's getting you working towards where I want you to be. And every single time, people, the, the staff members, everywhere you go, everywhere you talk to, they're like, why did you do that? Because right now, they're supposed to do this. It's been six days, it's been six weeks, they have to do this. That's what I run into that I have the hardest time with. It's because it's not a two-way communication. It's not a two-way communication. People can't, yeah, exactly. People it's a can't. Fluid process. That's exactly it. And it new people, people it's, it's black and white. It's black and white to people when you right. tell them this, and they it's don't understand linear. how it... Yeah, it's right. To them, it's always linear. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to say my staff will watch what I'm doing, and we'll walk out of it, and they'll go, why did you reinforce? He, his trunk was swinging out. Why did you reinforce Mike? Because he wasn't banging the bars, because he wasn't doing this, because he wasn't doing this. There were more of these things that I didn't want that weren't present, and more of the things that I didn't want that weren't present. But that's not what he did yesterday. No. Because today we've got these factors, and you just people get it, but you do have to 
sit and explain and dissect it and tell them. People don't get this stuff just just inherently. Well, it's, right. a, it's a problem too because we have this. Um, we have we're sitting around here and we're all talking. We all kind of understand what's going on, but the same information somebody hears. Oh my God! Yeah. Then right. it's almost dangerous. Right. That they take this they information because they understand the concepts are pretty simple. But it's like you said, when they graduate uh, college, when do you let them graduate to college? And it's like, it's like that two to three seconds when you ask for a behavior, they don't meet criteria right. or they don't do the behavior. And all of a sudden you're like, in that three seconds, the elephant's wheels are turning and you give them that chance to succeed or you intervene. Mm -hmm. Intervene too soon, then you just Gave them information. Steer the behavior the yeah, way. for that. Right. Right. So that, that's one of the big things is that it's nice to have discussions. Everybody says all the time, "Hey, let's. What do you do in this situation?" Depends. Well, depends on what. Well, it's hard to explain to you face to face unless in front of this elephant we can show you. Or unless you've just seen it happen. Yeah. And then you can dissect it. But again, you've got to be able to teach people to be able to make those judgments and those context evaluations and make those changes on the fly in front of the animal to keep it moving forward or else you're stuck with the Nick who's in charge or the Daryl who's in charge really steering and fixing all the behavior. Back to what we talked about before, now we're just now we're just flipping the script on who's learning what. So it's not so to what Daryl's point is it's not black and white. You're teaching the elephant right. how to learn. It's the same thing. Teaching the you're, same you're, process you're for teaching, the animal and the person. That's right. You're teaching the, the humans how to learn and you're also teaching the humans how to sort of think about things and and what and sort of setting up parameters of latitude and getting them to be able to think about it and be able to say that it doesn't have to be this or that, these rigid standards of, of things to reinforce or not reinforce. Right. Give, give yourself and give the, the session and the animal some latitude and then that's when you're going to start to see progress. It's gonna, that's when the relationship piece comes in and it's not we have to do this within three seconds or two seconds or one second or I'm going to have to correct you or you know breadcrumb you through this whole process. It's more of teaching how to learn and teaching how to think. And that's, that's where why people who don't get this stuff get into arguments over terminology. That's right. I that's mean, right. All, that's that is the only power, the only weapon, the only thing that they can wrap their head around. And it's this timing, this subtle judgment, it's the reading. But the, the rat in a cage in a sterile environment is going to respond right. the same way every right. time. You know, when you put when you With put environmental cues in, even in that situation. Absolutely. And 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 that's where I think the whole learning how to learn yeah. is important is because is you know, there's plenty of times where where I do something and someone on my team might say, well, why'd you do that? And I'll say, well, I fucked up. Right. But, you know, I fucked right. up. I thought it was going this way and it went that way, but I was already committed to doing, to paying or doing whatever. And, and, and that happened, but the, the elephants are so resilient because I've communicated in the same way with them for the last 15 years that I'm, I, I get some leeway. You know, if I say something to one of you guys, it doesn't hurt your feelings because we have a relationship right. with one another, mm -hmm. and you know that's just that's just him being him, or that's how it comes right. out, right. and and that happens because well, of because of relation his, relationship history. Well, it's relationship history. It's also, history. It's it how is. Much yeah. Credit you well, have in the bank. It, yeah. Yes, it is, and it's also how you've set up the. I say more than the relationship is how you've set up the process. It's okay, you know. We know we'll figure we'll figure it out. We messed up for two seconds. I messed up. You messed up. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. There's not these instant failures and necessarily instant gratifications. This latitude, and, and it, people understand, and animals understand where the latitude is in that. These these hiccups are not session breakers and relationship breakers. It's just part of the deal, yeah. just like it is with the with the 
the primates you're dealing with on the same side of the bollards as you are as the animals on the other side of the bollards. Mistake is not failure. That's right. A mistake, a mistake is an opportunity to learn with more information, right? And it's amazing, Data you know, points. with, with the, the huge fluctuation we got in our industry is that I know many people where someone's worked elephants two years and they're responsible for training new people in. And they know everything. But they're the new people because they, because the turnover in a lot of these facilities is so huge is that a lot of time the people that are experienced to do that have other responsibilities and they can't be in the barn with their, with their staff all the time. Well, I've said it before is that, you know, there's, there's, I, these are not hard and fast categories, but there's technical trainers and there's natural trainers. Right. And when you have technical trainers that, you know, live very strictly by the terminology and the definitions and the, all the terms and all that stuff, that's fine. And they have a really good understanding of what that means and how to apply them. But the animals you're working with don't understand those things. <laughs> so the bottom line is, is that the way you practice those things, whether you know the definitions of all these things or not, makes no difference because the animals that you're dealing with don't know the definitions either. So it's how you apply them and what it ends up looking like in a session or in a relationship that is what gets is what makes or breaks you. That's right. I mean, that's, that's it. It's, it's, it's learning how to learn. They don't know what the word from good is. You know, they don't know what a clicker is, they don't know what a whistle is, so we're teaching them all that stuff. Well, like, for me, as far as, like, the trainers and the human side of it, is your net, you know, we, we have this discussion a lot of times, because we mess stuff up all the time, you know, especially mm-hmm. with these animals, all the time, you know, every day, we fail every day, you know, we, we, we take pride in failing, quite honestly, you know, because we're going to pick ourselves back up and keep going, you know, but no one failure is going to break the, break the elephant, or break the program. Not anymore. You know, not yeah. in PC. It's not. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when safety's not that big of a, not that it's not a big issue, but you're not, you're not in a free contact out and about. Mistakes are a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, there's, there's different consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so, you know, the thing about it is, is I was going to make this point of, of like, you know, the nuances of training are just so, they're just so, like, the, the way I compare it is like, say you're playing paintball or something, and I'm at this thing, and this is the route to get to capture the flag. I kind of take that route every single time, <laughs> right? So like to solve the same exact problem, you might use four different routes. And that's what I talk about a lot about is being a good trainer over years, like you said, two years, you know, it's not enough. You know, we've all done this for quite a bit of time. We know 50 million routes to capture that flag, you know, and that's the nuances of being a good trainer. It's not knowing what a DRO is, you know, it's it's about learning where can I go to be safe and, and not get shot by the paintball, <laughs> you know. But also, um, what what in the current situation requires me to make a different choice? Right. right That's right, right, the piece. Right. Like That's being able to look at the yeah. whole thing, including the recent training history, and go, right now I need to go this direction. Right. And that's going to end in the result that I'm looking for. Yeah. Talking to keepers all the time, I asked them, I said, um, I said, what's the elephant telling you? And they're like, I'm not sure, or, you know, why did you do that? And they can't even explain why they did that. So then right. they have these tools, they whistle or target or whatever like that, and they respond. And I don't care if the elephant makes a mistake. I don't care if they make a mistake. But when you step aside and ask them, why did the elephant do that or why did you do that? It's engaging that conversation. A lot of times, I don't know if you guys have all staff just gloss over their their eyes because they don't seem to be that interested in talking through the process. See, that's hiring though. Right. I, I, that's an I would say that's a hiring thing because <laughs> my positions will sit open for months at a time until I find the right person who I know is going to come in and I'm going to be able to talk to them 
ad infinitum until they're you know, sick of hearing it, but still want to learn that information. So, so something you said was interesting because you asked them why, why they do that, and that's a that's a question. I'm I'm, I'm curious to what that conversation sounds like to someone you ask why because I never ask why because it, it makes excuses. You so, know what I mean? So we most don't though. That's the thing. So. I wasn't asking you. I was asking him. So most of the time I say <laughs> say why, they say I, I don't know. So so we say, so we say they say I don't know. <laughs> So if you're asking, you know, what, what's, the elef- what's the elephant telling you? I don't know. So then that's when you have to dissect and relive the session with them. So now all of a sudden your training sessions now become twice as long. And then you have um, a, demo, a demonstration you have to do. You don't have the time to sit there and talk about it now. Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Well, that's going to push me in overtime. Okay, well, I'm not allowed to give you overtime to have this conversation. Then it actually goes into like a day down the road sometimes and sometimes you try to relive the thing a day a day later you can't do that. it, it doesn't it, it doesn't work it, it doesn't work that way can. you know or some of the staff members you know um we talked about this later if they're really interested in ha- having that conversation um you have that conversation when you feel you're dragging people and making them have that conversation that's where i try to get to the attitude and try to say you know we want to try to get better at this but when they say, I don't know, and they explain to them, okay, that makes sense. Why did you do that? Well, that's what I thought I was supposed to do for that. And they feel pressure, you know, to do the right thing all the time. I said, it's okay. One bad bridge is not going to ruin that behavior. That's fine. Step back well, and talk about it. But that's a huge part of it. Like, you, you have to build a culture where mistakes are okay to make. Like, that's, that's your foundation for your whole program right there. It's okay to screw it up. It's okay to make mistakes as long as they don't threaten life or injury. For either you or the animal. Once you get that established, then the conversations are a whole lot easier. Well, on, both sides but, of, on both sides of the barrier. Right. Escape, mistakes are okay on both sides of the right, barrier. Right, absolutely. But I like what you said. You asked them, why did you do that, not why did the elephant do that? Right. Yeah. Why did yeah. you do that? Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing for us, too. One of our Anytime the elephant succeeds, it's like the, they do it's something like the whole thing. Wrong. Anytime the elephant succeeds, it's the, the elephant should get credit. Right. Anytime right. the elephant messes up, that's I right. should get the blame. Right. There you go. So we just Yeah, absolutely. You got to really worry about. Anytime an elephant messes up anywhere, Nick should get the blame. And that's fine. You have to worry about with who? Your, yeah. You try to get your team. You try to get your team to talk Mary. to each other and stuff like Nick that. Yeah. But I tell you, man, it's like to try to teach people. Try to teach people how to ask somebody why did you do that, and come across as asking a question or questioning yeah, is very difficult, right? Because but that's a culture you have to build. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, Dude, my guys, they drill me all the time. Yeah, they'll stop me and they're like you absolutely bridged and reinforced him doing X and you've told us never to do that what's the Why average age you of your uh, keepers hmm? what's the average age of your uh, right around mid 30s I guess mid 30s yeah mm-hmm. so, so when you go into the mid 20s um, oh no I'm that's right. more difficult yeah, <laughs> to, but, to but, but it is yeah. Yeah. so but you build them yeah. I mean, you build them up and honestly I mean for us we've been either fortunate or unfortunate to have like one fairly significant tragic thing to go through you know over a long time period and when these people come in that are in their 20s they come in and they see the 30 year olds and the established people just knuckling down accomplishing crap that otherwise they'd be like that should be fairly impossible how are you guys able to do this and why aren't you all quitting and going home and they get into the culture and then they they get brought up and then they're the seniors within like three years but i i i strongly urge your teams to read the five dysfunctions 
and the ideal team player. Right. When Patrick Lentieri talks about this continuum of communication from from artificial harmony to living hell, and that you should be in this balance in the middle, uh, teetering back and forth from one side of the continuum to the other, because then those conversations are easy. Yeah. They but don't those, take it personal. Yeah. They're right. allowed to ask a question. Right. You're not questioning you. Right. And right. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, an investigation, not an yeah. accusation. Yeah. Yeah. But those conversations have to happen because you're not going to yeah. develop your people if you don't. And even if it means you're walking and talking to the demo or whatever it is, you know, and they have to happen <coughs> right then. They can't be you know, two right. hours later or whatever. They have to happen totally right agree. then. And totally then another agree. thing for me, again, I, you know, and I know you guys all do this too, but I open myself up for feedback, number one. Mm-hmm. Every time I do a session, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, do you guys got any feedback for me? What could I have done better? You know? And then that, by me opening myself up, hopefully, yeah, right? <laughs> um, hopefully that means that, you know, again, so to these 20, you know, you know, maybe it's one of those things where the culture in the barn is, you know, and we've tried to do this in the past is, the person doesn't just immediately come and bombard you with, oh, you do this better or do that better. You tell me what you did, could have done better first, and then we can start that conversation. Because it's an ego thing, man. You know, there's that quote out there that, you know, people that don't take feedback well have an ego problem, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, it's it's that deal. And so if they can allow themselves to be open up themselves first, then maybe that'll help. I don't know, but, um, yeah. Well, we also, I mean, we focus really hard on identifying and surfacing people's weaknesses and their strengths. You know, you're different than him, than him, than her, than him. And what we do is say, all right, you really suck at timing. Like your timing's bad in training. And that's okay because you do these other two things that he might not have that's as good. You two should work together and do that. And when you do that enough, people are like, yeah, it's okay, it's who I am. You know, they accept it and they, they don't quibble over it. And then they're more free to ask those questions. I've got two keepers right now who both work my juvenile bowl. One is fluid, like she's, she's an on-the-fly thinker, and she gets into a session and just flows with the animal, but she has terrible structure. So when he starts to drift a little bit, she doesn't know how to sort of represent everything so that it's really crystal clear. I've got this other keeper that's really crystal clear, really structured, but when he starts sort of in, in that momentum and ready to go, she gets lost and left behind. And they're trying to teach each other and watch each other and learn from each other to do it. And they don't have any problem being grilled about it or having questions asked, you know, and, and pointing out, yeah, and they even joke, they're like, yeah, I'm really slow, he gets way too fast for me. You know, and they know it, it's okay. So, it's interesting to learn it's always It always comes down to the people. So, my, my next question is resiliency in the animals. So that's one thing, obviously, um, you know, we're trying to build right now is resiliency because the animals are just not quite used to that yet. Um, and so I just wanted, what are you guys' thoughts on resiliency and how do you build that resiliency? So for us, like, um, we have one animal, if a tractor even drives by, he's just all over the place. Like, what the heck was that? It's like, you know, you want that tractor to be able to drive by him, not, him not, other than exposing to him, which, we, which we, what we've cool. tried to do a lot is, you know, clean with the tractor in, in, in the yard. You know, when he's right there in the stall and it's no big deal and you know, we just do it every day because before it was like, oh, don't take that tractor in the yard while he's in there. We don't do that. Um, for, no, we do, you know. You know for me, for me, resiliency's grown a lot by how we act. So when I worked at, when I worked at Buffalo, uh, all the manure in the zoo is dumped behind the barn. Uh, 
and as soon as um, the, the person that was in charge prior, as soon as they even heard the, the bobcat from outside the building, right away she'd be like, steady, 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 and the elephants would be like, why, why, why? <laughs> and they got all on edge, and immediately um, when, when things started changing and the bobcat showed up, we didn't give a shit. We just kept working. And in and, and the beginning, when they heard it, you'd see them get on edge, and we just worked through it. And now, with a totally different group of elephants and a totally different situation, if they make a mistake, we don't care. We keep working through it. If a bobcat comes by and they, for the first time, and they run away and do this, you know, freak out, as soon as they come back, we engage. We don't, we don't, we don't. My body language and my communication doesn't change. My expectation doesn't change. If I ask for a down and, you know, a car backfires and they get up, um, because I have this foundation with them, I just wait. But nine times out of ten, they're going to come back and start offering that down without even being asked. Because over time, they know that the communication for me isn't going to change. My expectation is the same regardless. If doors are moving or whatever, and we don't feed into it. We don't, we don't you know, if they ran away, we talked earlier about, about paying for, you know, micro changes in, in what they do and whether they do things wrong or not. If an elephant runs away from something that scares them, I'm not going to feed them. I'm not going to pay them. I'm not going to bribe them to come back. I'm not going to do any of that until their body language changes back to me. So if they run away and they're 20 feet away and they turn to look at what happened, sure, I might pitch them a piece of bread. I ain't asking for a damn thing. Mm-hmm. They take the next step, they might get it, but I might also wait for them to come up and re-engage. And over time, that turns into them reading my body language to say, well, shit, nothing's going to change, so I might as well just come back and get in the game if I want to get reinforcement. It goes back to, again, experience level and understanding when the, when the, the field has changed. You know, Bobcat going through, we had trains going by, you know, it, all of a sudden I'm training this elephant, a train goes by, the playing field has changed. You know, this is a new thing for them. They're, it's okay for them to react to that. It's pretty obvious. Train's a big deal. We're going to let them go do their thing, come back, and we engage them. We're not going to make a big deal of it. Go do your thing, come back. Then is that the difference between reacting to a train happening or I'm just kind of, I'm not really engaged with you. I'm going to walk away and then come back. It's realizing that it's okay for the playing, the playing field to change, but how you react to it can be very detrimental to your training program. They run away from, from, from that train and you ignore them, you're punishing them for that train coming, and they come back, they're relaxed, and they don't get reinforced for that. If you just let them walk away, be, or not let them, if you reinforce them for just walk away and coming back, then um, you're teaching them to do that. And uh, again, it's experience level saying, that's okay, everything you said about their body language being t- tense, I'm gonna pay them. When do I throw them a piece of bread without getting them to do something? Or when am I going to expect them to do something to get that piece of bread? That's all a feeling and reading the animal. And again, that, that's something that we're losing, you know, being able to teach that with but, our huge turnovers. Right, but it can also be tangibles, you know, when they turn to look, when they, when they stop running away. You know, all those things can be measured. You know, it's not, it's not uh, there's nothing gray about that. If the elephant stops running, that's something that is measurable. If the elephant turns to look at me, that's measurable. You know, there's not as much, yes, there's a lot of, reading that can go into it but there's also tangibles that uh that i think 
But do you, do you you're talking to staff member and saying yes? Them turning away um, is turning away all the time. Okay. So so my question would be, you know, why does why does behavior increase? Because something's reinforcing to it. Right. So if I want to change it, if I want to if I want to do anything to it, then then I got to step back and look and say, well, what is reinforcing to this elephant that's always leaving the scene? You know, when the bobcat comes by, something we're doing is reinforcing or science is wrong. Mm-hmm. And all these years we know that, you know, for behaviors to repeat itself, that something has to be reinforcing. So that's the first step. Some, something in that, in that has, to, has to change so that we're reinforcing the right thing. Uh, and the, and, and the, the second part of it is to, to you, you know, if you, if you walk by a phone booth, which half the people are probably like, what's a phone booth? <laughs> and found a quarter in the thing, Two three days in a row, it's going to take you forever to break that habit of not right. looking at the exact same coin or any coin booth. Right. So when you have an elephant that has spent the last 15, 20 years of its life doing that, that's when it's even more important to find those micro things to reinforce and those little things to reinforce to give to let them know that, okay, this is what I this is what the, this is what the expectation right. is now. And like you said, I, for for me, it's a, it's a body language thing as well. So right. you know, there was some animals that we've worked with with. Um, he'll only go in the shoot for X person. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, let me try it. And I'm calm and I'm relaxed and they pick up on that. And they're like, oh, okay. This, and, and not to mention the relationship that I've built, but um, they go in the first time, stretch in there, do all kinds of stuff just because of my body language. Yep. You know, again, I'm not coming in there trying to have a confrontation with you. I mean, right. They're having to try but, a relationship or, or whatever you want to call it, you know. And I um, really believe elephants want leadership. If you don't lead them, they're going to lead you. Right. And it doesn't mean it's not a free or protected thing. They know if someone's confident and has ability and is ready to, to lead them into something long before long before the person knows that they're a leader. Almost any animal knows who the leader is. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's yeah. so obvious. Right. But it's not mystical. I mean, it's not something that I feel like you have to you know, cultivate in someone over years and years and teach them the subtle signs. It's safe or dangerous. Animals are going to perceive things in one of two ways. It's either safe or it's dangerous. And when I'm in that session, the animal's running away, I'm looking at all the behaviors that say, right now that animal is telling me danger. And as soon as I see what he sees, which is, you know, stops running, maybe looks back towards the trainer, safe. And then coming towards the trainer, safe. Present all the context of being calm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that guy who can get him in the ERD. If you're calm, you present the right context, your behaviors, your postures, your speeds, your presentation. Your tone, all that is in the same context as safety. They'll follow it. They'll go with it. And then you get opportunities to reinforce the behaviors you're looking for. It works against you, though. I mean, because I can tell you, our bull, he's had a rough history. And if you go in there, and if he's not, if he's lashing out, he's hitting the bars, or he's moving fast, or he's flicking trunk, whatever, and you get tense, and even get a little bit frustrated, he reads those postures and all that muscle intent off of you like that, and you can see his anxiety levels go up. And it takes a lot to calm yourself and, and bring him in the other direction. And they read it all. I mean, they see every little bit of it. So you're talking about being resilient. You think that the elephants can get resiliency by just watching their trainers? I totally do. That's what I think it is. I think that they're learning how to communicate with them for sure. Yeah, you're presenting everything is safe, right? They learn that consistently over time. It happens every day we have a session. 
a good trainer is going to read that elephant and go, all right, he's tuned into what I'm doing. He knows he's going to station at this spot today. I'm going to go back there and I'm going to station him back there. So you build in variability as well as that safety. And then when they're sick, when they feel miserable, when they're dying, when they're scared, whatever, what do they do? They will come to the trainer because the consistency is there. As long as you're not like going from good, steady, all right, over, good, steady, to when they're sick going, okay, bud, come on, just come on into the ERD, it'll be fine, I probably, you'll totally blow it. That's dangerous, even though to us, that's a comforting tone. To them, it's different, not consistent with what's been safe, dangerous, I'm going to the other side of the stall, I'm not coming near you, and I'm gonna die from the EHV in the corner. That was depressing. <laughs> it's the truth, though. I mean, no, don't you see it in these programs? Like, you go in and people are like, come here, bud, okay, here, good boy. Oh, are we going to give me your foot today? Good boy. And then when they're sick and everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't do anything because he doesn't even listen to me. Then they're like, oh, come on, come on, get some more bread. Here, get another He's banana. And, and they're dead. The calf dies, the adult dies, whatever. Thank you for once again listening to this edition of Packy Chat. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Again. Packy Chat's all about just conversation. Take things you heard, uh, things that might work for you, and use them. That's great. Things you don't agree with, well, that's okay, too. We're not here to tell you there's one way to do it. We're just here to start conversation and have some thought. Once again, thanks a lot for listening to Packy Chat. We appreciate you listening. (laughs) 